Hello, this is episode 272. In it, I'm going to answer a question that I commonly receive from homeowners. So I'm really looking forward to having this episode published because then I will be referring homeowners to this episode when I need to uh, provide them with this response. So the question is this, okay, I want to do my project as an owner builder. What do I need to be aware of with this? And it's often followed with, am I crazy? Am I, am I silly to be thinking of doing my project as an owner builder? Look, homeowners will have different reasons for thinking about being an owner builder for their renovation or new build. However, there are some really big risks to be aware of when becoming an owner builder that I find many homeowners aren't aware of at all or can be quite naive about. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through 10 specific risks that I can see happening for owner builders so that if you do choose this option, you can choose it with your eyes wide open and being fully informed informed of what you're taking on. Now, remember, if you'd like to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus information on the, on the resources that I discuss, you can do that by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 272. That's the numbers 272. Now, let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to Elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've worked in the architectural industry for over 27 years now. Having worked on over 250 projects, mainly residential family homes, as well as significantly renovating three homes of my own with my hubby, whilst our three kids were babies, toddlers, and even older, I have a personal and professional understanding of the joy, challenges, stresses, and excitement of making your family home a reality. In mid-2014, I started Undercover Architect, and it's an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building, and renovating your family home. Undercover Architect is all about giving you access to the industry knowledge and insights you need to avoid the mistakes and dramas that can cost you thousands, tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's about levelling the playing field so that the world of renovating and building doesn't seem so mysterious and you can be the active driver in your project, navigating it with know-how and confidence. Undercover Architect helps and teaches homeowners through this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship program, Home Method. I truly believe that when you know the questions to ask, the steps to take and the best way to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in, you can enjoy the process of building and renovating, as well as the home that you move into at the end of this ambitious journey. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your location, your budget or your dreams. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now, let's get on to the episode. As I said in the introduction, I find that there are many reasons that homeowners will choose to become an owner-builder. So some may have family in the industry or they're in the industry themselves and so they want to have a hands-on experience in their project and they feel that their industry experience or their connections sets them up really well to do it. 
Some may see owner building as a way to save money on their project by coordinating all the trades and subbies themselves and eliminating the cost of a licensed builder and the builder's supervision and the builder's margin. And some may really just want to be the ones that are making their home come to reality. They want to be on the tools whether they have experience or not. They've just always had a dream to build or renovate their own home. And I also find that some may feel that they have time and ability with their skills and their resources uh, so that they can manage their own project well. And so they feel that owner building will be suited to that. And if they save money along the way, then that's a bonus. And some also just feel that they want a certain level of control in their project. They want to be the one making things happen. They see owner building as a pathway to achieving this and being able to manage that control, keep that control themselves. And then some may feel that whilst they're nervous about doing it, that their opinion of renovating and building is this. They say, well, the industry is a dumpster fire. People are experiencing rising costs, time delays, builders leaving their projects half done. So how much worse can it be for me to take this on myself as an owner builder and maybe I'll save money along the way? So you may be considering becoming an owner builder. You may have one of these reasons as to why you want to do it. You may have another reason. Now, I want to say up front, full disclosure, I think that for most people, Renovating or building as an owner builder is not a good way to go about your project, be it, be it a renovation or a new build. I have just seen it in the years I've been in the industry. I've just seen it be so problematic for so many people with such significantly detrimental uh, impacts and outcomes that I really do get concerned every time I hear someone say this is the way that they're going to do their project. You'll hear why as I take you through these 10 risks. Now, these 10 risks, they're definitely not an exhaustive list. There are more, but these are the risks that will share with you the main points that I see homeowners get caught out by financially, legally, and also in their own personal well-being as well. However, you've probably also heard me say before, the whole thing about Undercover Architect is I bring the information to educate you. You know, it's up to you what you do with it. And if becoming an owner builder is what you want to do, then I'd so much rather you upskill yourself and what you need to know so that you can manage these risks. You're never going to remove them completely, but you can certainly ensure that they're managed during your project process. So we're going to jump into the first of my 10 risks when becoming an owner builder. And it is this, you don't know what you don't know. Now, of course, this is the case whenever you take on something for the first time. It's probably one of the reasons that you're here listening to the Undercover Architect podcast because you really want to uncover all the things that you don't know and you want to help reduce the risk of those things getting you, you know, catching you out in your project. However, when you don't know what you don't know and then you're working on something that can be significant for your lifestyle, that can be financially impactful, can be as permanent as your home – and you're doing it as an owner builder, then you can really run the risk of never knowing what you don't know or only finding out as it's about to cause you massive dramas and expense. So this isn't a case of ignorance is bliss, unfortunately. I actually find that with most house-related situations, at some point you will uncover the knowledge. You'll become aware of it and then it will cause regrets and frustrations, extra costs and extra time or all of the above and all of the above. And it can often be when you're actually in your finished home and something's causing you dramas. The thing to be aware of too is that the process of getting an owner builder certificate, it actually isn't a very involved one considering how detailed and complex and intricate the process of building a new home or renovation can be. And the process of building a new home or renovation is also a heavily litigious and regulated process. I see how hard builders have to work to keep up with all the latest information, the working requirements and the legal obligations. And so that's a lot to be across as an owner builder. 
Now, if you're doing your project in a remote or rural area, it can sometimes not be such a problem for you. You know, the chances of you being seen and being reported by a neighbour, they can be slim to none. You know, I know where I live, <laughs> there's lots, there's lots of owner builder unapproved projects that go on as people build what they think they need on their rural sites and they feel like they're hidden from their neighbours and, you know, the person who lives across on the other hill opposite us has built a shed and I say shed in air commas out of a massive pile of shipping containers because he runs a business that has access to shipping containers and it's just this pile of things and, you know, it's it's apparently a shed that he's also living in. So, you know, this this is a risk that you take. Because the same general laws do apply in suburban areas as they, you know, and urban locations. Uh, and you just need a neighbour who's particularly going to take a point with you to dob you in to council and for council then to pursue you on that basis. The thing is, though, that if you are in suburban and urban locations, it's much more likely that you'll have a, a concerned neighbour reporting an owner builder project to council and reporting you as the owner builder and then you know you can find that you've discovered you haven't followed the due process or that you're not appropriately securing the site or that you're not preventing runoff or you're not managing the work practices as you should or that one of your trades or your subbies that you've hired are not doing what they're supposed to or that you don't have the correct approvals and you have to stop work you have to backtrack and you have to potentially undo unapproved work as well and that's all, that's all huge expense and drama for you. So if you're taking on the responsibility of being an owner builder, please make it your mission to get yourself as educated about the entire process of your project, not just the construction part, all right? Understanding what rules and regulations apply, who you might need as a team of supporting professionals and subcontractors so that you can expand your knowledge with industry insights, that all becomes essential in you managing your owner-builder project in a less risky way. So let's have a look at risk number two. Risk number two is that you take on as much risk as a builder does without the industry support or potentially the right insurance. Now, this is something that so many owner builders aren't aware of and it's just how much risk they wear in their role. It is not like there is one set of rules for licensed builders and another for owner builders. The same rules apply in home construction and renovation and the same expectations exist for you whether you're licensed or not. And that exposes you to a lot of responsibility through the materials and the products that you choose, the subcontractors and the trades that you work with and the adherence to building codes and regulations. So this is the thing, good builders, they don't simply rely on their trades and subbies to be doing their job. They're checking their work, they're ensuring it meets regulations and quality expectations, they're upskilling themselves in what they need to know, they're creating detailed scopes of works, they're ensuring the pricing is accurate, they're checking ongoing performance and they're inspecting the finished work. And they do all of this because they know as the builder, the buck stops with them once the home is all done. And that's going to be the case for you as well as an owner builder. So it's not just the risk of something being constructed incorrectly, it's also the risk of injuries or problems with yourself or other people that are on your site both during construction and also in the finished home. So, you know, industry professionals, we have professional indemnity and we have public liability insurance that we pay a fortune for. And even then, there's still a massive amount of risk mitigation and management that we have to do. So that, again, is going to be the case for you as an owner builder. In most locations, you can only apply for an owner builder permit every six or seven years. And then there's also often time restrictions that prevent you from selling your home within a specific time of acquiring the owner builder permit. And that also require you to declare your owner builder status on the contract of sale. So it's worth noting though, 
that even with those time restrictions, that your liability as an owner builder, it may not be restricted to those time limits. There actually have been court case examples where just like builders are, you know, owner builders have been penalised beyond their seven-year liability period, well beyond their seven-year liability period with significant financial penalties, like into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Let's have a look at risk number three. So risk number three is that as an owner builder, you are more likely to go over budget according to the research. So research shows that one in two projects go over budget for traditional conventional residential constructions and renovations. Uh, And so that's 50% of of projects going over budget. However, when it comes to owner built projects, it's two thirds, two thirds of projects go over budget. So Now, I often see that this happens because an owner builder doesn't necessarily have the experience to know how to scope and price their their project at the outset. And so they may have a budget in mind when they start and then they kind of just have to roll with it because, you know, as their trades and subbies get involved and give them more details, scoping and pricing along the way, they're sort of finding out as they go what things are really going to cost. Now, if you're doing an owner builder process, if that's the approach that you're taking because you want to save cash on your project, then you're going to need to be detailed and diligent with how you develop the scopes of work for everybody involved in your project. You're going to need to ensure that trades and subbies are accurately pricing things for you. And you're going to want to build in some contingency for things that you might have missed or been unaware of at the start. Um, And I've got a few more reasons as to why owner builder projects can go over budget and also not be as much of a cost saving as those doing them intended them to be. So that leads me on to risk number four. And it's the fact that you as an owner builder, you can end up paying more for tradies and subcontractors um, because they will be more price competitive for the builders that regularly hire them. You know, when a builder is regularly working with preferred suppliers and subcontractors and they have established relationships, some consistency in pricing and then the promise of regular work, that can mean that tradies and subcontractors are in a much better position to be able to plan their business cash flow and their scheduling. And so what you'll find is that most tradies and subcontractors will prioritise the work with their builders over coming to do your one-off project. And they'll also generally provide more competitive pricing to builders who give them regular work as well. So you can find that you'll run into issues with finding reliable trades and subbies to not only price your work, but to also show up and do it. And the price that they offer you may not be as cost competitive as you would hope it is. So look, you may be saying to me, Amelia, at least I'm going to be saving the builder's margin by hiring them directly. And that may be the case. But if you don't have other projects, examples to compare your pricing to or a way of assessing whether what you're paying for the work of tradies and subcontractors is fair and, you know, and reasonable, then that that can be a bit tricky to understand. So now another another challenge that can impact your budget management is my risk number five. And that can be that it can end up costing you more as you make mistakes, you miss important steps, and you don't have the skills to do the job correctly and you ultimately need work redone. Look, this one is self-explanatory. I'm sure that you can imagine for yourself how this can happen. And later in this episode, I'll share an example where an owner builder didn't know what to check or how to check as their trades and subbies were completing work. And this is a prime example of where this can cost you extra money in repairs and reworking things. Equally, I find that some owners, owner builders will get involved in doing some or all of the labor on their projects and they can just find themselves ill-equipped with the skills and the tools to execute it well. And so that can mean it can cost you extra to get it fixed or to get it redone 
or it can mean that you're living with work that you're not happy with in your finished home because you didn't have the skills and the ability to do it properly. So let me go on to risk number six. And also remember, if you want a free transcript of this episode, you can grab it by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 272 and you can print it out and save it for later. So risk number six is if you're planning on project managing only, if that's what your intent is with being an owner builder and you think you're going to just project manage the whole works and, and then not have to pay the builder's margin to supervise things, then the savings may not be as considerable as you would hope them to be. And if project management is what you want to do, then you can still do that without wearing all the other risks of being an owner builder. I do find that a lot of owner builders, they decide to dive into the process as an owner builder so that they can save on that builder's margin instead of, you know, working with a residential, you know, building company uh, inside a building contract and paying the builder's margin, they decide that they'll do their project as an owner builder and they figure that they can pay all the trades directly. They might even decide that they're going to use a licensed builder on an hourly rate as as labour on their project, even to do some coordination, that they don't then have to pay for the margin for the supervision and the responsibility that exists in the financial relationship with that building company. What you can find though is that due to budget reasons that can happen during the risks that I've mentioned earlier, the budget overruns will quickly eat up any builder's margin that you are going to pay and you also carry a lot more responsibility, stress and long-term liability. If you, Even if you're using a licensed builder to carry out the works on your project as an owner builder, if you are doing your project as an owner builder, you are still the final point of responsibility. Now, the cost of construction of any residential project, you'll find that it's roughly 50-50. So, 50% materials and 50% labour. So, this will vary, of course, depending on the project, depending on how it's being delivered and all that kind of stuff. But as a, as a general rule, it's 50-50. So, where I do see owner builders saving money in their project is where they can actually be the labour in their project because if they, they can they can, you know, that 50-50 split means that if they're being the labour in the project, they're actually having a dent on the cost of construction overall. Now, you might find that you can't get materials and products for the same price that a builder can because of their relationships and their commercial arrangements. And you might find that you can't get the trades for the same price as a builder can due to their relationships and their ongoing work. But if you're the one actually doing the labour, you're providing that sweat equity, you being that free labour on your project, then that that actually can save you money. And I've seen that saving owner builders money. I will, however, I'm going to defer you back to risk number five, okay, where I mentioned that it can cost you more to do things without the skill level required um, or to make mistakes that then need fixing. I also, you know, and there's specific work that you are not legally allowed to do as an unlicensed tradesperson. Uh, And it's also can be a false economy, you know, if you could actually be earning more in your day job than the savings that your labour is providing you, then I think that that's a bit of a false economy. So I've actually seen lots of people very quickly realise that they were just better off earning the money to pay for the expertise to build or renovate their home than trying to figure it out themselves. And if you add to that then the cost of tools and equipment that it takes to do construction jobs, you know, that can all add up. In an exercise that was supposed to be about saving money, you can end up spending a lot more than you anticipated. So let's then move on to risk number seven. And risk number seven is that an owner-built project can just take longer. So, you know, I really, I see that it is really hard to do owner-building for your project if you have a pressing deadline that you need to finish your project by. 
getting a renovation or a new build done without time delays, you know, it's challenging even with the best people on board. And given the difficulties that we've had in the industry over the last few years and the demands for trades and subbies, you know, time delays, there's something that many builders are juggling in their project delivery and it's a lot of work for them to juggle it. So, you know, you as a single person doing a single job and you're trying to get trades to show up to your owner build project, but they also have builders who regularly give them work and are asking them to be on site, you might find that many trades and subbies just won't prioritise you. And then that can mean that you're experiencing delays as you wait for individual trades. And then that can have this domino effect on your project overall. And unfortunately, this is why many owner built projects actually drag on for years and years or are left unfinished. Being in the industry, I've worked with loads of people who've taken on their own renovations or new builds as owner builder projects. They felt that they had industry knowledge. They felt they even had access to trades, to subbies and to suppliers at industry levels. But then the juggle of managing their demanding day jobs whilst being a weekend and an evening warrior on their project has meant that it is just dragged on and on. And it can be hugely stressful for you to do that. It can be impactful on your relationship with your partner, with your family and your lifestyle overall. And things can end up costing more than you originally planned just because prices rise over time. And if it's taken you longer to do, then that increases happen. So you can also find too that unfinished work that's left for a period of time that's exposed to the elements that that can then require a lot more work to get it up to standard. So all of those things can be super challenging when you're doing an owner-built project. Now let's have a look at risk number eight. So risk number eight is if you need financing, some banks are really resistant to lend to owner builders and some just won't. So it is possible to get finance as an owner builder. However, you'll find that most lending facilities are really resistant to do it, largely to do with the risks that I've mentioned. So do be aware of this and you want to discuss the options with a broker or with your bank very early on so that you can know the best way to finance and navigate finance for your project if it is necessary. And you just you just want to have those discussions super early so it doesn't progress it doesn't hinder your project planning and you're not making assumptions about how you're going to fund your project. Next is risk number nine and risk number nine is being a good project manager isn't enough when it comes to owner building. So I want to start this point with the story that I mentioned earlier. I actually remember a builder telling me about a project that he'd gone to quote. So the homeowners, what had happened is that they designed a significant extension and then the initial prices that they'd, they'd planned to go with builders uh, and the initial prices that they that had come back to them were just too costly. And so they decided that they would do the project as an owner builder in an effort to save the money and get the project that they wanted for the price that they wanted. They also felt that it was going to be easier for them to stay on site in the home during some of the construction. And so they thought that then they could save on rent as well. So they moved out initially to get a chunk of work done to the existing house and to get it to a point where they could move back into it and then start on the extension work in stage two. And so that meant that it was all lined internally, but it wasn't painted yet. And it had a working bathroom and a bit of a camp kitchen. And so the first night that they were in the house, they turned on the water and they started experiencing leaks behind the plasterboard and then it blew out completely. So brand new flooding, you know, water flooding over brand new flooring, a lot of damage to the walls, uh, to, you know, woodwork and all of that kind of stuff. And it ended up that the plumber that they worked with, it hadn't, they hadn't see it properly sealed the specific connections and they hadn't known to test it and to check the plumber's work before they'd got the home lined. And so it had waited until this point to be seen. Now, before you say to me, okay, easy. Yep. We can just go back to the plumber and pursue them for that. That's not 
always going to be the most straightforward thing to do. And before you say to me, okay, easy, we'll just remember to test the plumbing before the house gets lined and crisis is averted. Please know there are so many decisions like this, so many tests and checks that you need to make like this over the course of a construction project. And as an owner builder, you are going to need to know all of them. With a fair amount of damage to the new work in their home and of course feeling battle scarred by what they just experienced, they called on this builder that I know to come and quote the work to fix it up and then to continue the project. And the original price that they'd received, it was a, I think it was $100,000 more than they had budgeted and now with the repairs and completing the work that they hadn't done whilst also fixing up some of the things that had been done incorrectly, they were looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars more than they had initially wanted to spend. So they weren't just a little over budget, they were a long way over budget and it was and a lot more than what they were initially going to be over budget if they'd worked with a builder in the first place. So as I said at the beginning of this episode, I have a lot of homeowners who in an effort to save cash on their project, they'll get in touch with me to talk about being an owner builder and they may have project management experience in an unrelated industry to home construction or they'll say to me, you know, I'm an organised person. Um, and so they feel that they're capable of driving productivity and organisation in others. And my response to this question, you know, I'm an organised person or I can, you know, I do this project management in something else. My response to this question is always the same. You know, you may be a great project manager, you may be a really organised person, but if you don't know what you're organising or project managing, then it won't really matter how good you are at it. I see that, you know, in the most successful building businesses these days, the builder or the owner of the business, they're no longer on the tools and yet it's their background of being on the tools and physically building homes that actually equips them so well to know how to coordinate, manage and supervise the work of building homes. And in my other business, Live Life Build, you know, we have a systems library that we've created for our builder members who are in our mastermind group that gives them access to the systems and processes that we've developed for the custom residential building um, for customer residential building businesses and you know as we developed these we worked on these and we, we're continuing to work on these these, these systems um, with a specialist consultant and testing and trying them in my business partner's own building business we we found that we were blown away by this simple fact and the simple fact is that around 80 percent of the work that's required to successfully run a custom residential building business is work that doesn't occur on site. So, you know, all of the other tasks outside of construction, they're the administration of the projects, the management of all that are uh, involved, they're running the finances, the timelines, the relationships, you know, whilst making sure that you're adhering to all of the rules and the regulations, navigating all of the people and the processes that are involved in bringing, in constructing a home. And it's around, it's around 80% of the systems and processes. And I know that we were really shocked when we discovered this because the natural assumption that, if you're a builder running a building business, then you're building most of the time. And this is what people think of builders and construction. But the reality is there's actually a huge amount of, of administration required to build a home, to renovate a home that exists outside of the actual construction process. And this is, this is especially relevant now more than ever because it's taking more and more work and more and more persistence to follow up on material orders, on trades turning up to site, managing the timing of a project's progress. And 
you know, many builders that I know, they have some t- someone working full time in their office ensuring that this is all happening on top of the work that they're doing to administer it as well. So that is a massive amount for you to take on as an owner builder, especially if you're needing to juggle your own life and your own working demands around this project. And if you don't know what's actually involved in the administration and the construction of your new home or renovation, then that can be really challenging to project manage it effectively. You'll most likely find that you're being led by those that you hire and the advice that they're giving may not be accurate or relevant or up to date, often because they're used to having a builder oversee their work and manage all of the legalities and the approvals as well. So following on from this, I just want to round it out with risk number 10 uh, to really kind of share what I see happen for people who do do owner builders. So I find that, you know, a project can dominate your life as it is and be a stressful experience without you taking on all the responsibility of a build well done and a well run construction site and process as an owner builder. So, you know, I'm a big believer that any renovation or new build needs to be treated like a project, whether you're being an owner builder or you're working with a licensed builder or building company, you need to treat your project like a project. You need to set aside time. You need to be get prepared for it. You need to be informed. You need to know how to move through the steps confidently, work methodically and proactively to manage risk, deal with unexpected surprises and achieve a great, a great outcome. Now, when you're outsourcing to industry professionals, you know, architects, designers, builders, whoever you're working with, the time that is required of you, it will naturally be less. So, you know, when you're working with good people, the process is largely going to be driven by them as they advise when they need input and involvement from you along the way and they initiate activities along the way and they ideally keep momentum happening and then during the good the construction process you know good builders they'll have a schedule that they're working to they'll have shared a schedule with you and that will show the time commitments of the delivery of the project they'll also include time commitments in their contracts and they'll have an ability to share with you where you're at as your project progresses So having worked with homeowners in this process for a very long time now, I see that this can be stressful, you know, especially when it's your first time. It's a lot of money, it's a lot of decisions and it's a lot to be across. And in an owner builder project, you are the initiator. So you're the one that's scheduling, you're the one that's driving, you're the one that's organizing, coordinating, making it happen. And if you're trying to do that amongst all the other demands on your time, then that means it can drag on and on and it can be super stressful as well. So the best owner builders I see, they're treating this project as their job. It is their full-time job. It is what they're focused on. And even then I find that it can still be challenging to keep on time and to a deadline. So you, you really need to understand that as an owner builder, the buck stops with you. You wear all the responsibility. You can defer some of it to the people that you hire, but all roads are going to lead through you first like they do with a licensed builder and that that responsibility doesn't necessarily stop after your first seven years either, as I mentioned. Okay, so I'm just going to recap on those 10 risks when becoming an owner builder. So risk number one is you don't know what you don't know. Risk number two is you take on as much risk as a builder does without the industry support or potentially the right insurance. Risk number three is that you're more likely to go over budget according to research Risk number four is that you can pay more because tradies and subcontractors will favour the builders who regularly hire them. Risk number five is that you can end up, the whole thing can end up costing you more as you make mistakes, you miss important steps, you don't have the skills to do the job correctly or you need work redone. Risk number six is if you're planning on project managing only, then the savings may not be that considerable. And if project management is what you want, then you can still do that without wearing the other risks of being an owner builder. Risk number seven is it can take longer 
to do your project as an owner builder. Risk number eight is if you need financing, some banks are resistant to lend to owner builders. Risk number nine is being a good project manager will not be enough to be a good owner builder. And risk number 10 is a project can dominate your life as it is and be a stressful experience without taking on all the responsibility of a build well done and a well run construction site and process. Now, can you think of any other risks? Are there any others that I haven't mentioned that you would think uh, should be in the top 10? You know, as I said, this isn't an exhaustive list, but for me, I find that it is kind of the top 10 that come to mind for me whenever somebody mentions that they're going to, they're thinking about becoming an owner builder or that they want to own a build their new home or their renovation. So if you've got another risk, shoot me a message uh, on Instagram, just DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email at hello at undercoverarchitect.com if you think there's a risk that I haven't mentioned uh, or if you've got an owner builder story, I'd be really keen to see it. Now, you know, now that I've gone through those risks though, I just want to, I just want to share this, okay, because there has been, it's a lot of doom and gloom. It's a lot of, you know, scaring the pants off you kind of thing of, um, of of what is possible you know what can possibly go wrong in an owner build project but for some being an owner builder is the right fit for them you know and for some it's purely because they want to be physically involved in the building of their new home or renovation early in undercover architect the owner builder magazine it shared some of my articles in their magazine i wrote some articles for them and i'd get sent copies whenever my ma- my article got published And the magazine shared these amazing stories, you know, of homeowners who had passionately pursued the idea of creating their own home for their family using unconventional design or materials or sustainability goals that they have had. And, you know, the thing is, though, that in amongst all of this, all of this beauty and all of this amazing accomplishment and these incredible projects, we've also all seen the grand design episodes, you know, the owner takes over, the professionals leave and the project becomes this litany of problems, these budget blowouts and time overruns, sometimes with massive consequences. So if you do want to do your project as an owner builder, please go in eyes wide open get yourself upskilled. You know, that doesn't mean the little course that you do to get your owner builder license. There are lots of providers online who've done owner builder projects countless times, not just once, but they've done loads of them. And they're now packaging up online education uh, and they, you know, do workshops in person to help people do owner builder projects more successfully. And look, just because you're an owner builder, it doesn't mean that you have to do everything yourself. You can still have industry professionals in your corner. You can have people that are willing to provide advice, do inspections, come to site, help oversee the project so that you've got someone to check with along the way. We actually have quite a few uh, owner builders inside the Home Method, you know, community for this very reason. And whilst Home Method, it's not specifically an owner build program, it does prepare you for understanding all of the steps in your overall project. And it gives you a place then to come to check in for questions and support along the way. So a lot of owner builders have found that super helpful as they've been navigating their project, particularly the focus that we have on design as well. So, you know, if you have been thinking about becoming an owner builder, I do hope that you found this episode helpful and really kind of now understand some of the risks that you're going to need to manage in terms of going through your project experience and understanding how to get yourself properly prepared so that you can manage those risks effectively and not leave yourself exposed uh, and have long-term ramifications for you. Now, if you'd like a transcript of this episode, you can grab the free download of it by heading to undercoverarchitect.com 
forward slash 272. I've got some other episodes there that will be helpful for you as well, some other resources. And if you'd like more structured help and guidance, I mentioned Home Method. It's a really a way of you being able to feel more confident and in control as you learn the steps from start to finish of your project journey and how to create a home that you'll love living in. And there's an amazing community of super informed homeowners that are on a similar journey to you. You'll also be able to access my personalized help and support along the way, get your questions answered and really tap into that guidance as you both prepare for your project and then make your project happen. You can find out more about Home Method by heading to Undercover Architects website or going to the link homemethod.com.au. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time.